Sports. The Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 39, it's a sad March Madness for me as a Kansas Jayhawk fan, but we will talk March Madness with our special guest this week. For those who tuned in, for Cameron Whiteman, we will get to him shortly, but first, I give a Channel 1450 update, what I saw in the past week and what's coming up on the website. Last Thursday, I was out in Chatham for some soccer. The Titans hosting Collinsville and Ryland Law scores four goals and Glenwood wins by five. Weather canceled most plans for the weekend, so we had a studio sign shoot for many teams as we could. We may try to do another one if the weather and time allows in the future. On Monday, I got some Lincolnland baseball at home as the Loggers beat John Wood. Then I got some soccer as Rochester beats Pleasant Plains 1-0 on a goal from Taylor Offer, a good game between two pretty good teams. On Tuesday, got some more Lincolnland baseball as the Loggers beat John Wood in both games in their doubleheader on Tuesday. Also Tuesday, I got two Central State 8 soccer games. Glenwood beats Jacksonville 7-0. It was 3-0 at halftime when I had to leave to get over to SHG. But Ryland Law continues to be a monster goal scorer, and she's only a sophomore for Glenwood. The nightcap on Tuesday, Springfield High and Sacred Heart Griffin meeting at SHG. It's 1-1 after regulation and overtime, and Sharice Mitchell makes two huge saves in penalty kicks, and Springfield High gets the win over SHG. On Wednesday night, Central State 8 Baseball saw the marathon in Jacksonville that had Springfield High beating Jacksonville 12-2 for a CS8 win, and the Senators get the sweep with a 3-2 win in the nightcap. Now, let's get to what we have planned to cover in the next week on Channel 1450. Obviously, in the spring, things change day-to-day with the weather, but here's what the plan is. On Thursday, get Glenwood at Normal Soccer and then Glenwood at Normal U-High Baseball. Also, Williamsville at Rochester Girls Soccer on Thursday. On Friday, Glenwood Baseball hosts Triad. Athens is at Rochester in Baseball and Normal Community is at Glenwood in Softball. We will be keeping an eye on the Illinois Top Times track meet and possibly get some footage from that this weekend. On Saturday... Peoria Notre Dame at Glenwood Soccer, Quincy at Springfield High Baseball, U-High at Muhammad Seymour Baseball, Maroa at Route Baseball, and Mount Zion at Rochester Baseball. Looking ahead to next week, what's on the schedule? Edwardsville at SHG Baseball on Monday, U-High at Williamsville Softball, and New Berlin at Route Baseball on Tuesday. Southeast at Rochester Soccer, Springfield at SHG Baseball, Jacksonville at Glenwood Baseball. Next Wednesday, Springfield at SHG Softball, SHG at Springfield Baseball, and Glenwood at Jacksonville Baseball. All right, let's get to this week's guest. I'm so gracious for his time. This is a great conversation. It's Lincoln graduate Cameron Whiteman. All right, I'm joined now by Cameron Whiteman to talk a little bit about March Madness, about, a little bit about basketball, and uh, maybe a little bit about the old days of Lincoln basketball. First of all, let's just start here. Um, it's March, and uh, there's a lot of basketball going on, so how are you doing, Cameron? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, too. I really appreciate it. Oh, perfect. Well, it was just with March, in my mind, is the best month of the year, especially starting with the first-round games and even some of the women's games going on. There's always basketball on television. So this is really probably my favorite month out of the year because there's always basketball to be watched. And the way we're playing right now down here in Miami is uh, pretty fun. Right. So let's get right to it. How did you make the trip from Lincoln, Illinois, to now being in Miami? I mean, that that seems like it's there's a story there somehow. All right, so back in the day when my dad played uh, college basketball at Bowling Green State University, Coach uh, Larinaga was actually his head coach over there. So at the end of my sophomore year, I was starting to think about my next step, and I want to be a college basketball coach. And my dad mentioned the idea of me coming down here to be a manager. 
and at first I was like, yeah, we'll see if it happens, but I didn't really think it was going to happen. And then so I uh, submitted my application, and I actually got accepted. So I was like, actually, this might end up happening. And then Coach Laranega got me to work camp that June, and then the rest is history. So I, w- I want to dig into that a lot, but let's start with um, Lincoln. Uh, th- the last time we saw you, you were a Lincoln Railer, and uh, it obviously didn't end the way you guys wanted to. I mean, just just an awful situation. What do you kind of remember from um, your last year as a Lincoln Lincoln Railer? So I do think about that day a lot. And actually, I was just on Facebook this morning, and uh, our photographer, Lynn Paulus, had a flashback from actually today of her, just a collage of all of our pictures saying how we should be in uh, Peoria right now getting ready for the tournament. And, yeah, it was just such an unfortunate situation what happened. We were ready to play against Lancer with 60 people in the crowd. We leave practice that night, get a call from Coach Al to come back to the gym, and he uh, broke the news to us, and it was just so sad. I couldn't, it was just, I couldn't really, I I still can't even put it in the words of how we felt. I just, what I took from that situation, I learned to not take anything for granted, because in two hours, it was taken away from us, and just an unfortunate situation for us, but the year we had, 32-2, and lost two in overtime, so we had a hell of a year. We were getting ready to make our run to the tournament, and unfortunately, that's what happened. With how much you know about basketball and how much you've learned um, since then, I mean, just how special was that team, and, and what will you guys kind of always remember about being with each other? First and foremost, I'd say our chemistry. We've been playing together since we were in, like, third grade, so we just knew everything that we were going to do. We There was no gray area with each other's game. We knew where everybody was going to be at every, situ- every situation, basically. So just how close we were is what really made me think that we were going to be able to make that run to state. Now, for you, at that point, you knew you were going to play in college. You didn't maybe know where or exactly what the situation would be. Um, but, I mean, to, to not wear that Railer uniform again, after what you've seen now and, and what you've experienced and, you know, just growing up in Lincoln, what what does that mean to say that, you know, you were a Lincoln Railer? Oh, it means everything. Growing up, watching all those guys above me, Gavin Block, Jordan Nelson, Ben Brackney, all those guys, just being a little kid in the handshake line, knowing I wanted to be running out of that tunnel one day. And thankfully, I got the opportunity to do that, but not even knowing that game against MacArthur was going to be my last one. Luckily, I got to do it in Roy S., but not knowing that was going to be my last time was kind of hard to swallow. It was a hard pill to swallow. Now, not many Lincoln Railers can say that they won their last game, but I'm, I'm sure you would obviously trade that for a chance to, to play Lanfear and, you know, go on to state. Um, just knowing that you guys, you know, had that potential and that opportunity, um, what, what do you guys talk about when you get back together with that group? We just talk about what, what it could have been. What, what, what it could have been. Just all of us, all five guys, six, all of us, the whole team, really. Every time we're just like, we really could have made it to state, and especially this time of the year, watching all the state games and everything going on, we're just like, that could have been us. We could have at least done it. But not knowing that we had that taken away was very tough, very tough. All right, let's get to something a little bit happier. Let's talk about your college career. Um, tell us a little bit about where you went and kind of how how your college career went when you were played. So right out of high school, I actually only had one full ride offer to Carl Sandberg, and that's what I was hoping for was to make it to the state tournament, get some more looks, and hopefully another offer. But I took my Carl Sandberg offer. I loved it there. But still, that would have been my freshman year, so that would have been 2020. That's when still COVID was going on a lot. We had to practice with masks on when we first got there. 
and we weren't allowed inside the gym outside of practice. So all the guys had to get their own YMCA membership. So like every day we were going to the YMCA just playing pickup, and eventually got to the point where we were having so many people on the pickup games just around the town in Galesburg that we had to be kicked out a couple of times because there was too many people on the court and stuff like that. So that's what we did for most of the time there. And then both the women and men's team at Carl Sandberg got COVID. So the entire school just switched to online. They're like, we're not going to risk this anymore. And our coach kept calling us. We're like, we knew the season was going to start January 1st, but it just started to get pushed back toward Christmas time. He called us and was like, yeah, we're going to start February 13th. Half the teams in the conference have dropped. So I think there was like not teams. So there was only like six teams or four teams playing for sure so he's like i don't even know how many games we're gonna get and but we were gonna start in february 13th he's like but i will give you guys the option to transfer if you guys would like and then that was right around christmas time i was actually at my grandma's when that happened so i just started thinking about what i wanted to do i'm like i really want to play and have a full year at sandberg i wasn't knowing if we were going to get a full season or how many games so luckily i was able to get a scholarship to john wood community college in quincy illinois and then i moved in there january 1st and we started the season, I think our first game was like a week after that or something. So I got to work out with the guys, and I hadn't really been doing anything because first semester I tore two of my ligaments in my ankle. So get to John Wood, I was still getting back in the groove of things, and we actually had a pretty good year. We ended up getting second in the conference, I think, but we ended up making the national tournament, which was amazing. We played a full schedule of 25 games, but right before the national tournament, one of our glue guys got COVID the weekend before, so he wasn't able to play. So unfortunately, we went 0-2 in that national tournament. And then sophomore year, my cousin actually was committed to John Wood. So we wanted to come back, play better. But unfortunately, we had an up-and-down year, not really what we wanted. But we did make it to the region championship. And if we won, we were able to go back to nationals. But we started the second half down by 22, battled back, and ended up losing by five. So that's how... My sophomore year end. Uh, a few follow-ups there. Um, first of all, when you when you say, you know, at at Carl Sandburg, the coach says you guys can't be in the gym shooting. What's that like for a kid from Lincoln knowing <laughs> you to say that you guys can't shoot is like saying you guys can't breathe. Exactly. I was <laughs> like, what am I? I don't know what I'm going to do to go work out. And then my dad was like, uh, is there a YMCA there? I was like, yeah, let's just do that. So. I did that, and then pretty much everybody else followed, and then it just got to the point, instead of just shooting, we were having fall-on pickup games. <laughs> to, to to be an 18, 19-year-old kid and deal with the frustration of you know not knowing when you'll get to play, who you'll get to play, how you'll get to play, and then, like you said, dealing with that injury, um, I mean, looking back on it now, mentally, how tough was that for you? Oh, it was, at the time, I, I thought it was tough, but I was like, everybody else is dealing with this COVID situation as well, so I just got to make the best of it. But looking back now, it was... Honestly, a lot tougher than I could have imagined. And coming from the team that you did, um, the, the way that you guys played, like you said, the the record that you guys had at Lincoln, um, what what was the jump like to the JUCO level for you? I mean, skill wise, and you know, just just basketball wise. The game was a hundred really fast, a lot more faster. Everybody says it's way faster when you get to college, but you really don't understand how true that is until you get in one of the games and see actually how up and down it is. But luckily at Lincoln, Coach Alla got us in good shape running a lot. So I was already knowing what I had to do to get back on the floor at uh, John Wood to play. Now, going back to your Lincoln days, um, I think it's pretty well documented on Channel 1450 um, that Lincoln has a, a pretty good set of managers of their own at the high school level. Um, 
what what kind of interactions did you have with them and what do you remember, you know, just about Coach Allen kind of giving them the responsibilities that made you, you know, open to the idea of doing that in college? I just saw how well Coach Allen treated the managers and also they were just looked at as one of our friends. They were always there with us. It was they did great. They really helped us out a lot on the road, everywhere, everything we did. I was at the time I was just thinking I was gonna play basketball for the rest of my life, but eventually that ball stops bouncing. I just saw how well they were treated, and I'm like, yeah, I think I could definitely step into those shoes. How tough is that to kind of come to the realization um, that, that you're playing days at a competitive level? I mean, obviously you can still play, but, um, you know, just that, that situation, how tough was that for you? It's still something I'm still trying to process and get over, but I don't know if that'll ever go away, but we'll figure that out here soon. But <laughs> luckily, we're staff down here at Miami. We play a pickup games when we have off days. But for the last month, since it's getting into tournament play, we haven't really been able to play, so that's been kind of hard. But it's still something I'm trying to wrap my head around, and I miss it every day. You talked about the connection that your dad had with Coach Larinaga. Um, I mean, just just having that, you know, small relationship, like you said, kind of opened that door. But uh, just how cool is that now that you look back and say, hey, you know, this is an opportunity that uh, not a lot of kids from Lincoln have. Yeah, I think about that every day I'm down here. I'm just like, this opportunity is crazy, and I'm – making the most of it every single day and I realized how important relationships are because that one relationship got me all the way over a thousand miles into Miami it's just something I never really imagined and I just really value every relationship I have from here on out as I sit here in uh, the the end of March in, in central Illinois and it's 38 degrees and raining um, how cool how, how different is it to live in Miami now <laughs> I will say my body temperature has changed, so when I go back, it's like 65 degrees and I'm freezing back in It's crazy. It's crazy. It was an adjustment for sure, though. It was really hot down here, but then I eventually got used to it. What is the biggest challenge of being a, a college manager? I don't think a lot of people understand that job and kind of what it entails, so can you kind of break that down a little bit? Yeah, so honestly, it's a lot more than people imagine. I work on standby 24-7 whenever somebody needs something we got to be ready for it from doing laundry for the players and then helping out with working out players film breakdown the GAs and coaches might ask for little projects from us so like we just do that as we just really being on standby standby and uh, one of the sayings down here is uh, the best ability is availability so just always being ready for anything that's thrown your way and really just being open minded and how much did it help you to go into a program like like Coach Laranegas who I mean, this dude's been doing it for decades and decades, kind of like Coach Alexander, where, um, I mean, the, the program, the the um, the responsibility, the expectations are, are kind of set. And, you know, this guy obviously knows what he's doing, and, and he's pretty darn good at it. Oh, yeah. Well, being with Coach Allen, Coach Hill, they have a lot of similarities. Just the way they want stuff done, they've been doing it for such a long time, and they've had a very successful career, both of them. Like Coach Hill this year is a Naismith Hall of Fame nominee, so just like working for one of them's crazy he just always has stuff the way he's been doing it if something's not done he'll let you know about it we actually got yelled at the beginning of the year because something has never happened in his coaching career and we ended up never messing up again on that one but he just likes his stuff in order and he's a man of routine now being a manager uh being part of the program in such a storied conference like the acc um how, how cool is it just just be a part of that sort of history when, I mean, you talk about the ACC and that's just pure basketball at its best. It's 
it's really amazing. I just being around all these high level players all the time, just getting see them day in and day out, the way that they play, just it's crazy. It's, I think the conference is probably top five in the country, so it's just really mind blowing. Just being around this type of basketball, I really never would have thought I was going to be here this soon, honestly. But just seeing it at this age is a little bit mind blowing, coming from Lincoln, Illinois. Being a college basketball player. And then being a manager at the, at that level, um, how much more have you learned about basketball just in the last couple of years? I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot for sure. The last two years at JUCO, I was starting to transition and trying to be that voice like a coach as a player. And now that I'm a manager, I can just really just sit back and watch everything and just be a sponge and take in everything that I see, everything I learn, ask as many questions as possible. But I've, my knowledge definitely jumped up a lot since I've gotten down here. To be in in this role and kind of learn the ins and outs of this, how much is this going to help you down the line when you when you want to be a coach and you want to be you know the the guy in charge of a program instead of being you know the manager? Honestly, I think it's helped me out a lot. That's honestly one of the biggest things that I think made me choose being a manager is just being exposed to this high level and learning as much as possible, and especially from a Hall of Fame coach like Coach Larinaga, it's just going to set me up in the future to just take every day that I have here and learn and eventually hopefully get to be as half as successful as coach Larinaga. The ultimate goal, like you said, is, is to be, you know, a head coach of a program. Um, but what outside of being a manager, you obviously have to go to class. What are you studying and what are you kind of learning on the education side of things? So my major right now is sports administration. So I'm just trying to learn all aspects. So being a manager, I get like the basketball hands-on, part of it and then in the classroom I'm learning more about like the business side the athletic department side and how to market stuff and more like the business side of the basketball program um, let's talk about this run uh, for you guys like you talked about being being in this conference um, maybe wasn't looked at as one of the best this year but now you look at the Sweet 16 and um, you guys are in a pretty good spot and you guys like I mean being in the Sweet 16 is special enough uh, What what's been the 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 season like for you guys and kind of the team and you know where this program's at yeah i think at the beginning of the season they had us picked to finish fourth in the acc and we were like okay that's fair whatever they can put us there last year they had them picked 11th and they got to the elite eight so we're like this is nothing new to us <laughs> so put our heads down and work and that's basically all they've done since day one when i got here in the summer they just grinding grinding and their chemistry like i said at lincoln their chemistry here is really special and that's when I knew they were kind of going to be pretty good was at the beginning of the year. They just meshed so well together. Two transfer Nigel Pack and Norchad O'Meara. And ever since, they just played really well. And we have one of the most underrated players in the country in Jordan Miller. And then our ACC player of the year in Isaiah Wong. It's really just high-level guys with high-level chemistry. And they've been playing really well together. How much of a level, how much does it step up when you get to the NCAA tournament in terms of, you know, just the preparation, the focus, and also the the enjoyment of winning a game in the NCAA tournament? Oh, yeah. The, getting those first two under your belt is really big. They were really happy about that, but it's always on to the next one right after that. You don't have a lot of time to prepare, so that night they're probably talking about, no, they're talking about the next team they're going to play that night after the game. Next day, film sessions, getting recovered so they can get their bodies back and ready to play at the highest level the next time. But it's really just short memory, get on to the next one. What is, what's a normal day look like? What's your kind of schedule 
uh, like you said, you always have to be ready. You don't know what's going to happen. But what's a normal kind of slate look like for you in terms of, you know, during the season? So during the season, normally I'd get to the office around 8, do be around if coaches need anything, go to class for about two hours, come back, just be around the office. Some players will work out, rebound for them, work them out a little bit. And then we normally have practice around 3 o'clock. So all during that time, just rebound for players and also we have to class check the players to make sure they're in class because they don't want to go to class make sure they're there and there's just time slots for that throughout the day but then we have practice at three so we set up around two o'clock for it we get the balls ready whatever they need that day we get it out and then have practice for about hour and a half after that players will stick around to shoot you stay around, rebound for them, and then tear down practice and stick around until the coaches leave to see if they need anything. And then whenever they leave, we head out. That's normally around 6, 6.30. That's a pretty long day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, That's what I love. It's 24-7, this basketball stuff. Right. Um, so what's the schedule like this week as you guys prepare for the Sweet 16? So they got back on Monday. They had the rest of that day off for recovery. And then Tuesday, we had a practice. It was a pretty good practice yesterday. And then today, the guys are coming in around 1030 to do some shooting. And then I think our bus leaves at 1245 for the airport. And then we're flying out at 2 to head to Kansas City. And then tomorrow, Thursday, we have practice. Just keep recovering. And then Friday, I think we'll have a shoot around in the morning and just get ready for the game at 715. Do you ever, I mean, do you allow yourself or will you allow yourself this weekend to kind of soak that in and, and say this is an opportunity that not a lot of people from Central Illinois may get to experience? Oh, yeah, I've already started to think about when they uh, said I was going to be able to go on the trip, I was just like, wow, this is, I'm going to the Sweet 16. I remember being a kid just watching this on TV and now I actually be there with the guys that I work with and just seeing them. It's going to be a surreal moment for sure. I, I don't know if it'll set in so I'm actually there when the ball tips. So we'll see. And hopefully we're playing on Sunday. I've taken up plenty of your time, but I do got to touch a little bit about um, Lincoln basketball and, and your sister. How special was it um, to see this team and what they did this year? And um, what, what do you kind of talk about with her? It was crazy. I was just so glad for her to get there and experience that. And she's only a sophomore, and the rest of them are juniors. So last year they fell short, but this year they made it there, got second. So next year they're going to come back better than ever and try to grind and get to that state championship. And Piper and Chloe were always telling me and Caden were like, we're doing it for you guys. You guys never got the chance. So I really appreciated that from them. Right. I mean, as as they grew up, they saw you guys. Um, they saw, you know, obviously Kaylin and, and getting so close to state. Um, they were pretty little when that Lincoln team made it made it to the state championship. But, um, I mean, just the, the potential of this team and, you know, the, the opportunity that they have to, to be the first Lincoln basketball team to win a state title um is there a little bit of that pressure on them to say you know nobody's done it before in a, in a program that's i mean lincoln basketball across the midwest is known for basketball so just is there a little bit of pressure on them you think i wouldn't i don't know if it would be pressure because they've been doing they've been playing basketball seeing all of us brody me caden kaylin all of us so they've been seeing how we do it and how we dealt with stuff and they've always just got all the repetition, and they've been playing. They won how many state championships in junior high, I think? like five. I can't count, yeah. <laughs> crazy. So they are poised for it. They already know they can do it, and it's really just putting in the work. I wouldn't say it's pressure, because I think they do really well under pressure. So I'm not really sure about that, but 
I think they handle it really well. And it's just going to be crazy from when they actually... I think they'll be able to get it done for sure. I sure hope so. Because, I mean, the, this year that team... I mean, they were beating everybody by 40 points. And it's like... <laughs> They're just so dominant, and the way that they play, and just how unselfish they are, and like you got talked about, kind of with your team as as such a team. Like Chloe is such a special talent. Don't get me wrong, but um, they're they're just such a good team, and you can see that chemistry there. I think that's what works so well is Chloe's such a dominant player that they know their roles around her, and they just play their role as the best they can, and that's what makes them so successful. And also blowing teams out by forty every night's kinda kind of hard because then you get complacent you're like oh we're really good we won it by 40 but you do it day in and day out is really just insane um selfishly I'm, I'm super excited for next year for them because coming back to the central state eight we will get an opportunity to see them a lot more um and kind of put that that talent on display um how what is the talk around lincoln and, and with that community about you know coming back to the central state eight for for every sport oh it's good it's been a good talk ever since we left I wish we never left and we were able to play those Springfield land fairs, Springfield and uh, Southeast all the time. But unfortunately, we were happy to get out of it. But now that they're going back, I think the town's just really excited to get back into it. Only going 30 minutes to Springfield, those rivalries will be renewed with Chatham, everybody. It's just really great for the community. I think they're really excited. Awesome, man. I've taken up plenty of your time, so I appreciate it. Enjoy the Sweet 16. Enjoy Kansas City. And uh, we, we, uh, we'll catch up soon. Uh, please just... just Continue to do what you do and have fun, and uh, we're, we're awfully proud of you uh, watching back here in Central Illinois. I really appreciate it, DP. Thanks for having me on again. Thank you so much to Cameron for his time and to all you for listening. This is the Download with DP podcast, and I greatly appreciate everyone listening. Thanks again. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. Uh-huh.